welcome to Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 200. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is the talk episode where Sean and I, the tutors talk. We hang out. We talk. And drink some tea. And drink some tea. Uh, Sean, there's a book behind you that I really think you should read sometime. The Nick Offerman? Mm-hmm. Did you read the, the part in yellow? You can read it out loud. The pastoral observations of one ignorant American who loves to walk outside. Mm. It's pretty good. Do you know what book is behind that? Sean doesn't know where anything in the bookcase is because I set it all up. Yearbook by Seth Rogen. I think that one will be cool. And then I was also just looking at my office. The untold story of... The greatest sitcom of the 2000s. The Office. Mm-hmm. That one will be a cool book to read. Dude, The Office did work. Mm-hmm. They did work. They have even stated that if it came out now, like in recent years, it would not have done as good. No. People are too sensitive now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, some of the shit that. Steve Carell said in there was just beautiful. Steve Carell, even um, Dwight. Yes, uh, Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Thank you. I kept thinking Rebel Wilson, and I was like, mm, no, it's definitely not her. No, it's not. Yeah, um, and John Krasinski, obviously. Rain Wilson said some good shit. I kind of want to. I should start their podcast again. Yeah. There's a podcast, if you didn't know, with um, Jenna Jenna Fisher and Angela. Yeah. I don't know. I heard, first name is Angela. Yeah. Um, what is their thing called? The Office Ladies? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a podcast, and they like go through every episode. I think that came out in like 2000. They started it. 2000? You mean 2020? 2020, yeah. Yeah. There During COVID, go. it came out. So it'd be interesting to see how far, how many episodes they've made it through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I started listening to it from the beginning. And then I think I got like 20 episodes in and I stopped. Because I wanted to watch the show, like like listen to it and then watch the show mm-hmm. or either watch the show and then listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never got to that point, so I stopped. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good books I need to read. A lot. I will say the best book. The best series of books. I thought it was Harry Potter. For the longest time. But that is not correct. They're behind you as well. You can point them out. Harry Potter? No. The book series you're going to talk about. It should be on the same shelf as Nick Offerman. Oh, fuck, dude. You're telling me we got three of them? Mm-hmm. Wait, the Terminalist is the first one. Mm-hmm. When'd you get that? When I ordered the other ones. What other ones? The Flow book and then what other book uh, you needed. The Devil Devil's Hand book. It's an online exclusive to get it without... Uh, what's his name? Chris Pratt's face on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I might as well order it since I'm already ordering other things. So it's the Terminalist. Mm-hmm. A thriller. 
by Jack Carr. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Like, they call it the Jack Carr series, don't they? I don't know. Or is it the Terminalist series? I thought it was the Terminalist series. Well, I think you and Kyle call it the Jack Carr series. That is potential. But I just finished his most recent one. Because only the dead. Mm. God, so what, is it good. So it's the Terminalist, and then what are the other books? Um, Let me see. Well, you can look at two of them behind you. Well, yeah. So Terminalist, Savage Son, The Devil's Hand. Mm-hmm. But I've got them all on here. I just got to like... Find them? Find them all. Find them all. The Gray Man, that might be a good one. Hmm. Is that a different book? Yeah. Library. So helpful. Only the dead. Shh. Be quiet. All right. There we go. It just wants to play. Can you now look at the other books? Mm. In the Blood, The Devil's Hand, Savage Son, True Believer, The Terminalist. There we go. So The Terminalist... True Believer, Savage Son, The Devil's Hand in the Blood, and then Only the Dead. God damn, is it good. Man, it's good. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I listen to Andy Frisella religiously. Yes. Like. Every day, Sean listens to the newest podcast. And if there's not a new one, no worries. I'll go back and re-listen to something. Don't matter. I listen to him like every day. Mm-hmm. There's way less days of my life that go by that I do not listen to Andy Frisella mm. than the days that I do. Right. And so I did not listen to him for three days straight. Because he was listening to his fucking book. Dude, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing keeping me away from Real AF or the MFCEO project for three days. Except Jack Carr. Dude, this shit's so fucking good. I knocked out 15 hours of listening in four days. Literally, Sean, we couldn't go anywhere. I did not like riding with Sean this weekend because that's all he would listen to the entire fucking time. Any downtime, period, listening to it. So freaking good. Did Kyle finish too? No. What a little bee. I know. Slacking. So, anyways, if you're in the mood for a good series and you have some time to dedicate to reading or listening, man, read Jack Carr. Dude, I might need to dedicate tomorrow night to reading my book club book. Oh, my God. How That's... far are you? You didn't start? I'm 60 pages in. How many pages is it? 280 oh my god smart i know it's because you don't read your business book in the morning yeah because you can't wake up in the morning i know it's like a 40 minute process of me to wake up it's so bad all right guys here's the deal so obviously i finished my jack car book and i got back Mm -hmm. Into real AF, because that's what I do. If you want to know anything, if if you want to know how to, like, make your life better, mm-hmm. 
and run a business. All you have to do is listen to episode 526, Q&AF with Alex Ramosi. It's so badass. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. You listen to that and you will be able to make your business and yourself way better. That's cool. So when you fall behind, which doesn't happen often, did you start with today's episode and then work your way back? No, no, no. no. Or you started where you left off? Start where I left off. I love that. I never, never jump episodes. That's good. That's cool. Yeah. I should say his is the only podcast I do not jump episodes. That makes sense. Everything else is kind of just like whatever. I'm not loyal to any other podcast. Not even our own. Yeah. Want me to listen to myself talk all day long? You fucking would put it on when we would go up to like Ashland or something. He's like, let's listen to our podcast. I'm like, I already did, but cool. Shit makes me laugh, dude. Apparently we're funny. I don't know. I just think about it because I know. Like, I forget what I said. Mm-hmm. Right? And then when I hear me say it, I'm like, ah, that's some dumb shit I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. Now, to talk about books, but real quick. How much do you hate it when an author changes the design of a book, like, partway through? What do you mean? Like, the cover. The cover art. So, like, you were annoyed with The Terminalist because you didn't want Chris Pratt's face on it. Right. The Witcher series was a big issue, too. Mm-hmm. It was really hard to get matching Witcher books, yeah. Yeah, that shit irritates the piss out of me because I know they do it to sell more stuff. But I'm trying to have a a collection of all the same style. Mm-hmm. And when it's always fucking changing. It's so hard to. Right. Um, my A Court of Thorns and Roses. Uh, I didn't buy them until the new covers came out. But I like the old covers better. But she's still continuing the series. So like the newest, the fifth book, you can't get into the old cover style because they changed to the new one. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's really annoying. And then her other series, the uh, Throne of Glass series, uh, which I read already, um, that's been done for like four, three, four years. She's Mm -hmm. been done with that series. They randomly just changed all of the cover art to them. And I don't like the new ones either. And I was like, why'd you do this? Why? People do that. I don't know. That's what I got. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. It's interesting. It's cool when they come out with like special edition things. Like, so Harry Potter, they came out with these illustrated versions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have the pop-up versions. But those series have been out for so long. But you still can get the original art still. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it's an exclusive. Or like, they switched it permanently and you can never get the old style again. Right. They at least have the old style still. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just wanted to rant a little bit about that. Kyle and I did a golf golf outing yesterday. Yeah, you did. How was that? A lot of fun. It's good. Um, United Way, it was their 34th anniversary. Oh, wow. Out of Lake Wissota. So AJ invited Kyle and I, and we went out. We did some golfing. And it was neat because when we got out there, they were talking about, like, winning and what it would take to win. And I was like, win? That's in our horizon? Like, what? I've never, like, discussed winning when it came to golf. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just like, 
yeah, we golf and we lose. Mm-hmm. And they're like talking about winning. And I'm like, damn, okay. So with 75 hard, I didn't eat any sugar. Mm-hmm. Didn't drink any beer or liquor, nothing. I just like drank water, Gatorade, and stayed on my shit. Yeah. Right? So I was able to golf for 18 holes, like decent. Mm -hmm. Not great. I'm never never great, but I was able to golf decent, right? We ended up golfing 10 under for a scramble, which is pretty good because... I've done scrambles before, and we never even get under. We're yeah, always over. That's impressive. We're 10 under. I'm like, what the fuck you mean we're 10 under? And um, the winners ended up getting 16 under. But I'm not mad, dude. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. The fact that, like, we rocked out 10 under and just a hodgepodge team. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hodgepodge team thrown together. And, uh, you know, we, we, had some, uh, we had some talent on the team. Everyone had some talented shots. There ain't no doubt about it. That's the power of the scramble. But I said, I was like, dude, what happens if you scrap? Like, what happens if you, like, stack a scramble team? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to take a bunch of par golfers, take a bunch of par golfers, and you put five of them on a scramble, mm-hmm. no wonder why people are getting 16 under. Oh, yeah, 100%. Did. But I was so happy to be able to like that we got ten under and we actually we played golf. It's cool. It's really fun. It's really fun. So yeah, it makes me it like gave me a different appreciation for like taking a scramble seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you get a, you get the right people, you could actually like do some shit. Yeah. I t- I kinda do like the altar open just because it is like all three. Oh, right. Scramble, best ball, and alternating. Yeah. So then it kind of like evens the playing field a little bit because not a lot of us are pro golfers, like some mm-hmm. of them there. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, yeah, it evens the playing field, which is cool. Which I need to text Norgs and be like, hey, dude, we better be invited back. Better not be first weekend in October. No, it's in September usually. Is it? Yeah, so we might have a conflict with the wedding. Mm-hmm. I'll text someone. Me, yeah, you we'll done with this? Anyways, we let the tea bag sit in the tea for too long. This shit is ripe. Oh, mine was good. Damn, did you finish already? Mm-hmm. Dang. All right, babe. What else you got? What's going on? What's what's life got for us? Property managing. Mm, fucking got a real treat out in out in Kadat. Oh yeah. Grade A dirt bag. Yeah. I tell you what, guys. As you know, if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, I'm pretty socialist. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, very liberal. Mm-hmm. I'm open to handouts. Mm-hmm. And I really, really dislike work ethic. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And on top of that, it must be nice for these people to just have the luck to have money and material things. Mm-hmm. There's zero effort there. They didn't spend many years building skills mm-hmm. with effort to create an outcome. Mm-hmm. No. No, no, no. They're lucky. 
They're assholes. And uh, they're all about the money. They're all about the money. Everyone's about money. Yeah. Money runs the world. Mm-hmm. How dare they? Yeah. And um, and that's how the tenant felt mm-hmm. about the previous owner and about me. Mm-hmm. And um, and how dare we? Because because we plan to flip the house, and so. Out of uh, literally out of the kindness of our heart, mm-hmm. we we're like, "Hey guys, you're a young family. We know you're struggling. We for gave them a seventy five day lease, mm-hmm. plenty of time to find a house, and we also said you only got to pay us half of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. The mortgage, guys, half the mortgage is all we're asking for. Give you seventy five days. Take your time." Um, in the meantime, we're going to do a little landscaping out there. going to get some gutter shit like that, right? No mm-hmm. big deal. Lo and behold, we're the assholes. It has been 20 days. 20, 15, 5. Yep. 20, 20 days, days. Zero payment. Yep. No payment coming in the future. Haven't, will not sign a lease, apparently. Yep. Um, Which, very disrespectful. Yeah. Says we're charging too much money. Yep. For a three-bed, two-bath? Three-bed, two-bath. Yeah. On an acre. With a two-stall attached garage. Oh, and and a is, shop. And the house and a is a shithole. The house is a shithole, yeah. Built in 2000. Mm-hmm. Shithole. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I love people like that. There's nothing like just getting yelled at for 10 minutes straight about how I'm a dirt bag and that everything I've gotten in life is because of luck and I'm greedy and I'm all about the money, and how dare I charge a struggling young family rent? I should just give but, rent away. Yeah. I should just I should just let them live there for free because they're a struggling struggling young family. Is that what he had literally said? Literally said that. Idiot. Yep. And he's just he's just like he's like, how many other houses do you have that can cover this? There's no reason you have to charge us. And I'm like, what do you mean, dude? Like. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like, we were doing this kindly. Yep. So, it just goes, and, and what they've been saying this whole time, oh, assistance is going to kick in. Assistance is going to help. Assistance is going to help. Or you could get your fat ass off the fucking couch, quit smoking weed, and go get yourself a fucking job. Mm-hmm. I despise weak motherfuckers. Yeah. Victims. Get yourself... A fucking job and contribute to society and the community, mm-hmm. pay your fucking rent or your mortgage, and quit being a little bitch. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, that's been pretty cool to deal with. I love that shit because I get to work on two, two beautiful, beautiful things. Mm-hmm. One of them is patience. Yep. And the other one, I don't even know what the term is, remaining calm. Oh yeah, what was the opposite of wrath? It was per, uh, per, uh, yeah. Opposite of wrath, guys. We talked about it a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um. So I get to exercise those two things. Um. Kindness. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Kindness. Yep. And patience. Patience. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, guys. I read some shit. So that was that was just a little update on my life and how i feel about people um that 
are useless. How do I feel about people who contribute to society? Love them. All right. Darwinism. We give too many free handouts to people like that. 100%. The government should let people like that die. We don't need them. Less fucking food they're consuming. Less houses they're filling up. Let them die. And we can fucking focus on bringing the people that are actually worthy and trying to help society and the mm-hmm. community. We can help bring them up. Well, I mean, if the communists take over, uh, that's what will happen anyways. That is actually the first thing that help happens. Mm-hmm. The useful idiots get killed mm-hmm. and they're the ones that vote for all the free handouts love it all right so i read this shit this is actually beautiful i don't know if you got this sam did you get the one i sent you about um renting about the family that rents no i tried, tried sending it to you and ryan it didn't send weird sorry i was finishing my team all right here's what it was it was a fairly wealthy family well, okay, fairly well-off family. They both make six figures, pretty decent. Yeah. But like low six figures, so like I guess pretty average nowadays. Not average. What is the new average? I would say that's above average, that's but That's above average. Anyways, they are huge proponents of renting and not owning. Hmm. And here's why. Number one, they don't have to worry about maintenance on their house. So that's something you're not worrying about. They're not wasting any time doing yard work, lawn mowing, maintenance, anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. All the shit you do when you own a home, they don't got to do. They're not saving any money for capital expenditures, roofs, anything like that, Mm -hmm. right? They can move if they make more money. They can move into a nicer place. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of people buy a house. Maybe they get a raise or whatever. And they're stuck in that that house they bought for years and years and years because they don't want to take the hit on the, on the so-called investment they made, on mm-hmm. the asset they made, right? And so people could be making... You know, they could have bought their house when they were making 50 grand. Now they're making 100 grand. They want a bigger spot. Maybe they had a kid or two, Mm -hmm. but they're strapped to their house, Mm -hmm. so they can't. And so so they continue to live where they're at. Or they'll sell, lose, maybe potentially lose money depending on the market, right? Right. And then they got to go into a different house. They have to worry about interest rates. Mm -hmm. They have to worry about, like, terms they're going to get. Property Um, taxes. Property taxes insurance yeah they're gonna have like all that shit comes into play right Mm -hmm. big time where all they have to do if they rent is go we make this much this is how much we have allotted towards rent that we can have towards rent what do those rentals look like okay yep we're going there to rent okay Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of a kind of a cool little thing right yeah and then they brought up two two beautiful 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 points that nobody thinks about three beautiful points number one doesn't matter. It's a write-off anyways because you get certain amount of tax deductions every year. So you just write off your rent. You know, because it's, it's a tax deduction. Yeah. I think we get, what, $12,000 a person or something. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, eh, something like that. Um, so no matter what, because you can personally, like, get some deductions for your, like, um, through your depreciation and through your interest payments. Mm-hmm. But they also have something for rent, too. Okay, cool. So anyways, she, it's either way, it's like a, a bill. So you just pay it. 
But they said if there's ever a job opportunity somewhere else, they don't have to worry about selling a house. All they have to worry about is breaking a lease. That's so true. Yeah. And all you'd lose is a security deposit, not anything else. Yeah. So what do you lose? You lose... One say, month? Yeah. Say you're renting a pretty nice place for $2,000 a month. We're in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, guys. Yeah. So you get a pretty nice place for two grand a month. Yeah. So you're renting a pretty nice place, two grand a month, and then boom, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. You lost two grand. Well, how about when you own a house and you got to do all that shit to it, right? Mm-hmm. So in the second part, this part was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Nothing is guaranteed. It's true. If there is a recession and you lose your job or you do not make the same income you make or you want to take a different job because you got your promotion and it turns out you don't like your job, mm-hmm. you're only strapped to that location for one year mm-hmm. and then you can downsize. Yeah. And so if you... Take that promotion. Get that big promotion at work you've been waiting for. You're making 150 k Life is great, baby. Time to upgrade your house. You go buy a house to where you need that $150,000 a year to cover that loan. Mm-hmm. You get a year into your, uh, into your position and you hate your job. Yep. You hate your life. Everything they said you were doing, you're not actually doing. You're actually working 60 hours a week. You know, it's the shit that like, they promised everything. Turns out it wasn't the truth. But now you own a house. Now you can't get out of that job. Because if you go to sell your house, interest rates are too high now. And you're going to lose money on the house. So you can't do that. And so you're stuck at your house. You're stuck at your job. Hating your life. You're mm-hmm. depressed. So beautiful, beautiful examples of why to rent mm-hmm. and not to own. Yeah. We've talked about it before. We have. Your personal home is not an asset. It's a liability. Yep. Assets bring you cash flow. Mm-hmm. I love it. I do too. That's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just never like... I always forget to think like that about <laughs> rentals and jobs and stuff like that. I have thought about that since Corona Ave. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Because I said, hey, babe, all this extra time that we're spending working on our personal house, if we stay in rent, that's all that extra money we get to save mm-hmm. and not put into the house. The thousand hours we put into that house, mm-hmm. we could have put into a whole nother flip, mm-hmm. made all that money on another flip, or... We could have taken multiple vacations. Yeah. Because we weren't, because sp- then you're not spending that money. Right. You're saving that money. You're not, because to look at it this way, when you own a house, we'll just, we'll use Robin Road, for example, right? Yeah. So we owned a house. Our mortgage was, our mortgage taxes escrow was $1,500 a month. Something like that, yeah. Um, and then. We left the place renting at seven ninety. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we move in this place. We're paying double. Yeah. Then, not to mention, we decide to renovate the whole fucking pig. Roughly thirty grand. Mm-hmm. So here we are selling thirty k, all while paying seven hundred extra dollars a month. Yep. 
to have this home. Mm-hmm. And we did that for three years. Where to the contrary, had we stayed mm-hmm. and rented and not put all that money into that, but put that money and time into a couple, <coughs> into a flip or two. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Or. We also weren't doing flips at that time, though. Yeah, I know. Well, at that time, we were busy as shit anyhow. We could have just fucking taken that time to go on vacay. Yeah, that's true. I thought about that shit a lot, though, because I knew buying a house meant maintenance. Mm-hmm. It meant rehabs. meant doing shit to the lawn. Do, and then know? yet we bought this house after that? Well, I got fucking skill set, babe. For buying a house, I ain't losing money. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not going to. My thought is if I can, if I've got the skill set, the connections, the team, the tools to do it, I'm not going to just move into a move-in ready home, mm-hmm. pay fucking 50000 30 to 50000 over market value right. to hop into a fucking house. No. I'm going to get the fucked up one. Mm-hmm. We're going to fix it up with the finishes we want. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a house. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, on Facebook today, I had a girl I knew in high school post uh, saying how ridiculous it is that people are paying like $1,800 in rent. And she's like, you could have a mortgage. That's a mortgage payment for a $300,000 house. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's not, sweetie. And I wanted to comment so badly like, my house is 200000 and I pay 1800 with my mortgage, property taxes, insurance. 1500 50, 1500 Yeah. 1500 Is that with property taxes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's $1,500. Oh, yeah. But still, like two hundred thousand. Right. Yeah, you're not getting a fucking three hundred thousand dollar house at. And that was interest rates at five eight five. Yeah. Instead of seven seven and a half. Mm-hmm. But it's people like that that don't understand, like the whole property tax thing, especially. Oh, dude. It's all these yeah. people that don't own homes that are voting yes to these fucking property tax increases. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, they don't know, they don't care. No, yeah, go ahead, buy yourself a three hundred thousand dollars house, Southside Eau Claire, with property tax of forty eight hundred to five thousand, mm-hmm. and then check out what your payment is. It ain't sweet. No, I can assure you that. No, not at all. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And then like people complain about like rent prices going up, and it's just like, I think we talked about this. People being shitty people in houses, like, that's why you get the increased rent. We mm. said this one girl leave, and she, I literally think she just moved out of the house two months early, left all of her food in the fridge, so the fridge reeked, um, the house reeked, she flushed wipes on the toilet, so she caused the septic to back up twice, so we had to gut the basement, and... All we could do was like, and her security deposit is nine hundred dollars. Oh yeah, it's really going to cover a whole lot. Yeah, she was a dandy. She was a dandy. Mm. I don't know. It's just just a you know, but what we've got fucking a bunch of other renters who are great. Yeah, I mean, so, I'd say the majority of our renters are excellent people. It evens out, kind of. I guess. Big thing is just finding like, you're just doing proper research on people. Doing better vetting is what it is. Yeah. And at that time, we weren't vetting our clients. We had a property management company doing that. Yeah. And so they didn't do their due diligence. They didn't require things that we... Asked them to require. Asked them to require, and they said they'd require. Um, so then we were in situations like this. The couple today, immediately, yeah. they were like, 
oh we have renter's insurance do you need that or do you want that and i was like Fuck yes yeah, please dude. i was like you guys are the best i was like no one comes in here with that and we ask people to have it i would like, say oh, yeah. the school system's so shit um the fact that the fact that we are not teaching kids when they go out that they need fucking like renter's insurance what the fuck a budget is mm-hmm. how to how to pay bills dude the fact that we ain't doing that shit we get multiple kids come in to rent from us mm-hmm. not knowing what the hell renter's insurance don't is don't know yeah don't know what renter's insurance is don't know how to set up garbage don't like don't know how to set up anything and it's just mm-hmm. like how like it's incredible it sucks like they do not teach you how to be an adult in school no god no 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 just uh just someone to live off the uh the old govy mm-hmm. that's all we're being taught yeah pretty much so yeah i don't know yeah another fun fact for you let's go um i sent you this one uh do you remember what school was did the study and it was like fifty four thousand hours study. Um, they researched people, and if you were surrounded by mm. people that improved, like mm-hmm. they were like higher up in the company than you. Mm-hmm. Cody Sanchez said, "Yeah, talked about this. Your efficiency and productivity went up fifteen percent." Mm-hmm. She's like, so if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, like your productivity goes up so much that you're making one hundred fifteen thousand dollars a year. But if you're surrounded by people that are doing, like, less than you and doing worse than you, your productivity goes down by 30%. That's substantial. Dude, Menards, uno, uno. Mm-hmm. Breadings, too. You go in, both those jobs, I went in, busting ass, working hard. And Breadings, when I, when I worked by myself cleaning... Mm-hmm. It's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Dude, when you're put with the people below you or, and it's, it's not even necessarily the less productive, it's the complainers. Yeah. Like the whiners. You're put with them at wherever the job is. Menards, it was all the time. You're put with someone who, who didn't like bust ass. Dude, you sat on your ass and fucked off. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I would work next to like, there's a couple of supervisors who would bust ass. And if I worked like with them or in their section, yeah, dude, just crush. And they'd come up to me and be like, how do we do this every day when you work? And I'm just like, mm, put me with the right people. Gotta be with the right people, dude. Yeah. It's just the environment. It's the people. So yeah, it's true though. Cause like. 15% more productive when you're around people who are better than you, who mm-hmm. are productive. 30% loss in productivity when you're around people Yeah, that's Yeah, ins- that's insane. It bad. goes to show, like, if you have a bad egg in your company, like, to either, like, move them with all the productive people or, like, if it's an office setting or something where you're working with people, you have to move them to be with the more productive people because they'll either raise them or if they don't improve, then you can lay them off. Yep. Uh, uh, Andy and Alex talked about this on the pod, on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about it. It was two weeks ago or whatever. 
about not just hiring to fill a role, mm-hmm. not just hiring to put a body in place, yeah, but doing your due diligence. It's better. It's better to sacrifice your time up front than it is to sacrifice your quality and your culture by putting a body in place. Because long term, having to replace that person, you spent all that time training them, Mm -hmm. spent all this time on like bringing people in for like fucking, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like where you not training, but like you work with them to like, like, like when you bring HR in and shit. Oh, like re- remediation. Thank you, remediation. So you have all these remediations. Um, so you have a lot of people involved trying to bring this person up to a standard when you never should have hired them in the first place if they're not a culture fitter, if they're not up to your standards. Right, 100%. Yeah, it's very interesting. I My workplace has kind of been going through like cycling people out lately of like mm-hmm. the bad workers. And some of them, like, just naturally recycle themselves out, like, which has been really helpful because they haven't had to, like, fire people then. But it is just, like, I think a cycle that every business has to go through. And right now, like, it's hard to find good workers. Mm-hmm. But, like, I look back at, like, schooling days. They didn't make me do shit. Like, I could do absolutely nothing, and I would get straight A's in school. 100%. So they don't teach you, like, to have a good work ethic in school. No, they don't. It's mostly Mm self-taught. I'm reading Grit right now. Oh, yeah. By Angela Duckworth. Sure, that's her name. Yeah, I don't know. And that's exactly what she talks about. Mm. Grit. Work ethic. Yeah. I do think, like, you... It, you can like see it from your parents and like gain that from their your parents and maybe a little genetic but yeah you do have to work at it on your own oh god yeah yeah it's crazy absolutely crazy and plus phones get rid of the fucking phones they're bad yeah they're bad for that you. decreases productivity so much massively sweet all right that's what i got yeah i'm tired me too all right well thanks for tuning in guys Send us some topics to talk about yeah. on our tutor episodes. Oh, for sure that. Otherwise, I was going to say, otherwise we're just going to talk about books on our bookcase. But that's on our talk episodes. Oh, wait. Do you want to do one quick? You already pulled it out. So I am reading Sherlock Holmes right now. Mm-hmm. And I've got like 75 pages left. But I'm very, very tempted to just say fuck it and just and pull out the terminal list oh my god you god damn it hmm. i want to read nick offerman's book too but man i can just hear terminalist talking to me right now you're insane All right. your father is alive in you harry and shows himself most plainly when you have need when you have need of him albus dumbledore Sorcerer Stone? No. Fuck. Do you want me to repeat that? Yeah. Your father is alive in you, Harry, and shows himself most plainly when you have need of him. Such a weird quote. By Albus Dumbledore. Towards the... Towards the... Is it closer or farther away from the fourth book? 
It's close. Order Phoenix. Other way. God damn it. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. I don't even know. I don't even know where this was said. Chapter 22. The Owl Post. Again. Owl Post again. Owl Post again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one's not for me. You did so well there. So, so well. What date did you do? It was like March or something. I went way back, man. June. The castle grounds were gleaming in the sunlight as though freshly painted. The cloudless sky smiled at itself in the smoothly sparkling lake. The satin green lawns rippled occasionally in a gentle breeze. Really? Wait, is that a quote or is that just a thing? That's a quote. It's oh. just a thing. It's just like a... Okay. June 6th. Auto answer quills are banned from the examination hall, as are rememberals, detachable cribbing cuffs, and self-correcting ink. Minerva McGonagall. Mm, so it's when they're taking one of their tests. Do they? Yes, they, they, they do take them. There's the owls and the newts. So it had to be the owls, which is year five. So that would be... Um, Order of the Phoenix. Okay. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the chapter title is OWLs. 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 Okay. Uh, chapter 36? What the fuck? Chapter 31. Damn. Chapter OWLS. Yeah. 100%. It's when they take their owls. That was impressive. Five chapters F. That's not bad. That's pretty good. You've never gotten the chapter name right. So I've never. I, at least I got that. That is impressive. Did you like that? Yeah. Okay, guys. That's what we got for you. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you on Monday's episode. See ya. Yeah,